Welcome to the Equipped Podcast, where corporate woman Cassie Duke and college basketball coach Clarice Garcia help you uncover what God's Word says about who you are and His promises for you. This podcast is a journey to equip and empower you to operate and thrive in your God-given identity. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the next edition of the Equipped Podcast. Uh, My name is Cassie Duke. I'm joined by Clarice Garcia, as always. And we are very excited to bring you all yet another one of these awesome podcasts. Hey, Clarice, how are you? Hi, Cassie. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We are very excited to get going again. We know in these times, we have a little bit more time to, um, you know, record and listen. So we're glad to be able to um, just be able to do that for you. Absolutely. And Clarice, you mentioned these times and they're so unique. And I think of our last conversation around peace and not fearing. And so I really hope to encourage you guys that that is the posture that you've taken during this quote pandemic that we are living in right now. If you haven't heard that one, definitely go back and check it out because it's relevant to these times. Mm -hmm. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, Definitely (laughs) a Holy Spirit thought um, that came out Revelation. So um, Revelation chapter 12, verse 11 reads, and they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they have loved not their lives even unto death. And so the conquering they're talking about is conquering the evil one or Satan, the devil, enemy, whatever you want to call him. And again, it says by the blood of the lamb, and which is Jesus's sacrifice and by the word of their testimony. And so today we're going to spend some time hearing Clarice's you know, some of the words from her testimony and the power and the impact that that will make. So Clarice, first and foremost, thank you for being willing to be transparent and vulnerable with us today. Oh, absolutely. Of course. And that is definitely one of my favorite scriptures. Um, and it, it is, it's, it's very cool that God gives us a testimony as we um, go through life with him. And so, you know, things that maybe I have gone through will hopefully help someone who is either going through it, has gone through it, is knowing someone that's going through it. So yeah, that's really kind of the heart, um, heart mission today um, with just generally giving um, just what God has put on our hearts. So Absolutely. And so I encourage you guys, listen from a posture of what Clarice just said of how can you relate? How can you be encouraged through what God's done in her life? Don't fall into the comparison game. Oftentimes when we talk testimony, it's real tempting to say, oh, they went through something worse than me or, ooh, I've been through something harder. No, 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 no. It's not about that. God gives each of us our individual walks, but it's through each other's testimony that we can have victory um, and overcome. So just listening to Clarice's, I know Clarice, I'm excited to hear what the Lord has to say to me through, <laughs> your, through yours. So <laughs> thank you, Clarice, we've been doing this over a year now, which is amazing. I think you said 30 something episodes um, of equipped and folks have been listening to you for this song, but maybe some of our listeners don't really know the details about you. And I know you have a lot of passion for those people who take the time to listen. So um, Mm -hmm. excited to hear it. So let's start off pretty basic, you know, let's start from the beginning and share a little bit of how you came to know the Lord or how Christianity was even introduced to you. Yeah, well, my my journey with Jesus started at home. My parents um, were 
Christians. They were saved. So I grew up in a Christian home and went to Sunday school when I was young. And I just remember loving hearing all the stories about the Bible characters and just, you know, interacting with the teachers and my parents at home when we would do um, nightly Bible readings. And so I just had a very strong interest. And I distinctly remember when I was five, my family went to a Reinhardt Bonnke event and it was there that with a good amount of prompting from my sister, because I don't remember if I was nervous or just, I don't know, maybe I was just young, but she was like, you got to go up when he did the altar call. And, you know, I, my big sister is everything in my eyes. So, mm. I, you know, I, I think it was dual part. Yes, I wanted to, but then she really encouraged and helped me. And I just remember knowing that whatever that great man was talking about, regardless of my sister's enthusiasm or not, I wanted that. And in my little girl heart, um, I just knew that I wanted this personal relationship with this Jesus that he kept talking about and who I had kept learning about growing up. And it was to date the best decision I've ever made. I didn't know it at the time. I mean, I'm so little. I mean, I didn't feel any different. I just knew that I knew something was different. I just didn't know specifically how. And, you know, I just remember being hungry for knowing more. And my family actually had bought me a Pink Precious Moments Bible. And I loved it was like this cute little Bible. And I still have it. But it was just a cute little, almost not quite pocket sized Bible. But I just loved it loved it because I could go through and I would read it and highlight it. Um, I would try and absorb it. I would look at the pictures and under the pictures of the little precious moments, <laughs> they would have scripture verses. So I would try and find them. Um, I remember speaking of comparison, I remember seeing one of my friend's Bibles and hers was one of those pre-highlighted Bibles. So it was either by theme or some semblance of a study Bible. And I remember going home and being like, Ooh, I'm going to do that to my Bible. And so if you open my poor precious moments Bible, I took highlighter and just started like <laughs> Sharpie style highlighting Genesis and I completely bl bled through and I was devastated and it'll get into one of my struggles with striving eventually. And we're going to talk about struggles, but um, uh, I just thought it was the greatest thing and obviously stopped after Genesis because I bled through all my pages in that, that book. <laughs> So um, I would like to say that was the only bump in the road that I have experienced along the way, <laughs> but much like with any journeying, um, I've definitely had to journey through it. Um, so, you know, when you think of journeys, it takes me personally back to road trips when I was growing up and we would, we had moved from Colorado to Pittsburgh and um, on a couple occasions, we actually drove um, either from Pittsburgh to Colorado or from Colorado to Pittsburgh. And if you know anything about traveling with little kids, um, I think just in general, that creates a whole new dynamic. So I think of when we journey with Christ, you know, you think of all the things that a journey with kids can be bumps in the road. Are we there yet? Can we go to the bathroom? Well, we just stopped. <laughs> well, now I'm hungry, even though we just stopped. And so I just, you know, taking looks and being like, oh, can we stop and see this site? And, you know, I just think of how that is and how my, how my journey with God has been. There have definitely been potholes, blown out tires, um, moments of, hey, God, let me look at more or just whatever. But I, I, I do, I, I think I'm beginning to really fully appreciate that it is exactly that. And it is just a, a big journey. It is. What a great metaphor, because that's so true. Like with the road trip, we don't always oh just go from point A to point B, driving straight with no, uh, like you said, no pit stops along the way. 
So that, I find that really interesting that even at five years old, you had a sense. And like you said, of uh, you didn't know exactly what maybe every detail or you didn't know exactly what was different, but you just knew you knew you wanted this relationship. You knew mm-hmm. something was different. Um, and the Bible thing cracked me up because we've all done that. It bleeds through. <laughs> Praise God. Somebody showed me once uh, colored pencils, guys. It's a great tip. Colored pencils do not bleed through. <laughs> they do not. <laughs> um, so you make a great point that Christian walk is a, it, it is a journey. And so mm-hmm. I won't tell your age, but we've come a few years <laughs> from five years old. Yes. Quite and a few. so you've probably had a few pit stops highs and lows along that way so let's talk about some of that so let's start off with what has been some of your favorite memories or pit stops on your Christian walk yeah I think in I think in a lot of ways I would say and if you know anything about I'm gonna I'm gonna skip forward to professionally first um if you know anything about just me as a person um I love people and I love being around people and once I get community I'm I'm, I'm, I can thrive I am happy I do life very well and so some of my favorite parts of my Christian walk have been actually when I have been able to move to new places. Um, at the time I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do this. But now that I, again, I am a little more seasoned, like fine wine. No, <laughs> now that I'm a little more seasoned, um, yes. I can look back and appreciate that each move brought me a new group of people. So looking at it on the front end, I was often kind of disappointed or just not again, God, like, are we moving again? Mm-hmm. Um, But I look back now and see all of the different places where I've been able to grow. And in each season, God has taught me something different. And I think of even if God would not have moved me to North Carolina, I would not have met you. Um, Have a great handful of friends from each place I've lived that have really just stuck with me and have been. And I know we've talked about this in um, some of our podcasts, but just that verse in Proverbs that talks about iron sharpening iron. God has brought those women into my life who are those iron sharpens iron um, sisters for me. Mm-hmm. And I would not change that for anything. Now the moving part that that is hard. It is, it is very hard to kind of have to reinvent yourself again, but just knowing that God has, has had his hand um, especially in the scriptures, in the scriptures, when he talks about the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God, you know, just trusting that with each move, he was going to provide everything that he promised to me and everything that he knows that is, um, necessary for me to just be able to thrive just based off of how he's created me. So I think that's been some of my favorite things are just, there's a lot of the relationships that I've been able to make. And then you know, just the different ministry opportunities that have become available. I think whether that is when I've been coaching, being able to directly minister to specific kids based off of either a word God has given me for them or a dream he's given me for them, or being able to do small groups with my players and um, players from other teams or, you know, just some of the other things that he's called me into. But yeah, I think, I think um, in a lot of ways, just my favorite things have been when I have said yes to God and not knowing often what that yes will look like. 
Um, I'm over here smiling because one, that answer is so you. <laughs> First of all, what, like you said in the beginning, if, if, if you know Clarissa, you guys are just getting to know her through this podcast. She's not kidding when she says she's a people person. That answer was very telling of that. And that is one of the things that I feel like God placed within you and has developed in you because that is very Christ-like. You notice that so often Jesus was with people, those relationships. Mm-hmm. It was about the people. And so Clarice, uh, you personify that and you walk that out. So mm-hmm. I love that that is your favorite part because uh, that is true <laughs> through and through. Um, I think you and- would have been shocked if I probably said anything. I think I, w- I would have been shocked if I said anything <laughs> else, quite honestly. It would have right. been Holy Spirit to give me something different because I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that is you. Um <laughs> And I love what you said, it bears repeating the, you know, enjoying saying yes to God, even not knowing what that yes means. And yeah. that is something I'm writing down a takeaway. I think everybody should take that as you're walking with the Lord and he is going to draw you out. And it usually grows, you know, the first mm-hmm. time he asks you to say yes, it could be something relatively small. And then it oftentimes gets a little larger. Uh, like Corey said, it could be a move. It could be a giving thing. It could be anything because um, mm-hmm. God's not limited. And so we encourage you guys hear what Clarice is saying is when you say that yes to the Lord, guys, it is awesome. So while it mm-hmm. can be a little scary and a little nerve wracking because <laughs> we don't know what the end game is. Um, Clarice, I love that you pointed out his trustworthiness and how that can be some of the most exciting parts of our Christian walk. Yeah, well, and I think of, you know, other parts of this Christian walk, I think of how um, even the intersection of our lives, and again, the reintersection even after I moved, but I just even think of um, some of the things that has have become my favorite parts about this walk, again, doing community with people, but I even think back to the very first time we taught Equipped, um, well, we mm-hmm. were praying into teaching Equipped, mm-hmm. and just with understanding from John, I know we were, we we're studying about the Holy spirit and just even understanding that we get to navigate life with a peace that surpasses all understanding. And I think Cassie, you were one of the people that really helped drive that point home. Cause I remember when we were talking about it in our, one of our first very beginning classes, I don't know if it's specifically the first one, but I know we, we taught a lot from John 14 all the way through 16 mm-hmm. and it really seared that into my heart. And I know that, you know, part of God's kingdom, um, you know, righteousness, peace, joy, but one of the big things is just that peace that we know that even Jesus spoke on, um, even specifically at 16, he was like, it's, to our advantage that he goes away because if he doesn't go, then the helper who's the Holy spirit will come. But if I go, I'll send him to you. And I think of the different ways that even you and I through the studying for this podcast and even back when we were doing it in person, just knowing that we can be led forth by his peace. And I think that's probably also one of my favorite parts of just this Christian walk is that just we get everything we need 100% of the time, regardless of the circumstance, because we have his peace. That's exactly right. Um, I heard somebody say once, since become my personal mantra, follow the peace. Like yeah. Following God. He, he is not, um, he doesn't rush you. He's not stressful. He's not um, un- 
um, uneasy, like those type of emotions generally are not something the Lord's leading you to. Not that you won't feel a little bit like, Ooh, this is new. Um, but it's not going to be that pressure, that stress, that anxiety of you got to figure it out right now. Mm -hmm. Generally when God's calling you to a yes, you have this peace. I sat there with Clarice and we weren't planning on talking this, but we'll share it. (laughs) But when we were in North Carolina and she got the call with a potential job offer where she is now and, That was crazy. It was out of the blue, unexpected. That was not her plan. But I watched this wave of peace over her because I was literally sitting beside her on the couch when she's having this conversation. And you just knew, like, in that moment in my spirit, man, I'm watching her. I'm like, I know this. Like, Mm -hmm. this is where God's calling her to because the peace of this unexpected, undeniable move, uh, the peace of the Holy Spirit was all over you, Corey. So um, it's been neat to watch it when he's calling us to something, the peace that follows. Yeah. And I just want to encourage everyone to just know that you don't have to be rushed into anything, um, Mm -hmm. whether it's a decision, whether it's um, a life change, whatever you you really, if we can operate in the way that the kingdom of God operates, we really do get to give ourselves an opportunity to follow peace. Um, And Mm -hmm. sometimes it's instantaneously, like you need an answer quick, quick. And it's like, God, I need to know like immediately. And he'll just flood you with what you need. Yes. And that is such a fun part of this. I love that you brought those up. Um, But let's be real transparent. I ask you to be transparent. And, you know, you've been doing this Christian walk for X number of years. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And it's phenomenal. But there are times that are challenging, too. We don't mind painting this picture that you get saved and then everything's rosy all the time. Um, There are struggles. There's hard seasons, things of that nature. Are there any that you've experienced that you'd be willing to share with us on this podcast today? I'm like, how much time do we have? No, (laughs) (laughs) no, because it is exactly that. Oh my goodness. I'm even looking at this thing that's um, posted on my wall right now. It says when life gets too hard to stand, kneel. And Mm -hmm. I can't even begin to tell you how many times that there have been some major struggles. And that's just part of living in a fallen world, you know, Mm -hmm. and one of the biggest things and I knew you were going to talk about I knew you were going to ask me about this I kind of tried to prep a little bit but as I sat there and just thought about it I was like oh my goodness I have struggled probably in every possible way I forget where it is in the Bible but um, the scripture is in reference to being a sinner of which I am the worst and I think back Mm -hmm. and I'm like my goodness I have done some stuff Um, but I think if I'm going to kind of try and maybe categorize it. I would say first and foremost, it just stemmed from tying my identity to a wrong interpretation of how God created me. Mm. And let me kind of explain that. So God has created me with a great amount of competitiveness. Mm -hmm. One of one of the things, and I have misconstrued that and turned that into just even a worldly way of striving. Um, I think if you've heard any of our podcasts, I'm sure you've taught, you've heard us talk about this and, you know, I'll go into a little bit more with that. But when I was growing up, the biggest thing for me was doing and receiving as in like, I did a great job. I'm going to get a job well done. And so what that created in me was this 
I'm going to strive for even then approval, even aside Mm -hmm. from I'm going to strive to be great in everything I'm trying to do. It literally turned into then I am going to strive for love. I'm going to strive for approval. I'm going to strive um, for relationship. I'm going to strive for everything. And it even then combined with that very competitiveness in me. And I would even turn that into, you know, I would even apply that into then relationships, whether it was family relationships or, you know, any, maybe of the guys I was dating or whatnot. I just had this warped sense of, I needed, I needed to do things to either be seen or loved or accepted or whatever it was because I thought I had to strive for it. Um, And I would say that would probably surmise probably one of the biggest struggles that I had that got me into a lot of different things. Um, But I would say that that would be, if I would say I'm recovering from anything, I would be a recovering striver. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I would say that's accurate just based on our conversations of -hmm. what you shared with me. And I like how you highlight this. So oftentimes something we're gifted with um, has to be managed that way. It's not that Mm -hmm. Clarice's competitiveness or that passion is a negative. No, it's a God-given gift. Um, Mm -hmm. Just like you all have your different God-given gifts, but we, we do have to manage that and make sure we yield that under Holy Spirit and God's direction of how he wants us to use it. Cause like you yes. said, Clarice, we all have things that we can totally relate to that story of, Oh, I'm really good at this. And then I screwed it up by doing X, Y, or Z. So mm-hmm. um, thank you for sharing that. That really ministered. Yeah. And I, and I think in a lot of ways, um, just understanding actually, a lack of understanding or a lack of deep understanding of who the God is that I am in a deeply personal relationship with. If I have that sense of, I need to strive to earn something. And even then taking that into my relationship with God, I'm lacking in my understanding of who my God is, right? Because in no way does he ever ask me to, earn his love in no way does he ever ask me to perform for his approval in no way ever has he asked for me to strive for just anything that I need from him you know it's just who he is that I didn't have the depth of understanding and so you know as I think of journeying through with God I think of ways where I've started to understand who he is. And it's literally as if you're building a relationship with a human. Obviously it's the creator of the universe, but in some ways you can, you can apply those concepts where it's like, okay, well, how do I get to know someone? I spend time with them. I read about them. I, I, I am intentional about um, devoting time. And, you know, I think that's one ways that, it's released that struggle and well, in a lot of ways, it's released that struggle is just knowing who my God is. And even reminding myself in the times that I, I think I forget that he is this deeply personal God. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of ways, I think like a lot of us, I I've definitely struggled with letting things go, whether that's being offended by someone and not being able to readily forgive them right away and holding on to that for too long. 
um, whether that is thinking that God has told me something and maybe I either heard it, didn't hear it. He wants it to look a different way, but in my mind's eye, I've conceived that it's going to look this specific way. And then when it doesn't letting go of that, um, maybe letting go of what I think, uh, my vision should be for, you know, relationship, whatever it is. I, I think too, that, I've also struggled with just that general letting go, which also is indicative of control. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we delve into just who God is, we can understand that we don't have to struggle with these things or we don't have to um, be hung up on them. And if we are, we don't definitely, definitely don't need to beat ourselves up about it. We just literally release it to God and address it with him. Um but I think of even with the letting go there, I had seen, I don't know if it was on one of the social media platforms or just somewhat something I had been reading, but either way, I remember seeing this picture and it was, um, it was a painted picture and it was Jesus standing in front of a little kid and Jesus is asking for the little kid's little teddy bear and the little kid mm. can't, can't see the massive teddy bear behind Jesus And the little kid is saying, but I don't want to let go. (laughs) And so I think of how many times I do that, or I have done that. And Mm -hmm. it's like, God, I don't want to let go of this relationship because I don't trust that you're going to bring my husband, or I don't want to let go of this job because I I can't trust that it's going to be better than the one I'm in or, you know, and Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that gets tied into either, you know, pride or control or whatever it is, but just knowing that we can always trust based off of his word that he does have great things for us as we trust him. And as we let go and lose control. It is. Um, and I, understanding God's character of that. He is love. The Bible says God mm-hmm. is love. Like you just said, that is who he is and his position towards us is for good and hope and future and promise. And he works all things together for the good of those who serve him, you know, like I'm kind of speechless because at this point it's, that is just such a foundational thing mm-hmm. that if we can really get that in our spirit, and that's something I still wrestle with regularly of understanding that God is love. I don't have to earn it. It's a free gift. Salvation's a free gift. His love is a free gift. Um, and knowing that, then it's so easy to trust him. If he's saying, mm-hmm. give something up, you're like, okay, I give it up because I trust you. But like you said, so often we all want to control and we kind of struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Clarice, you said something. We were going to ask it later, but I felt it fit right here. Yeah. You were talking about relationships are built on that time. And it's yeah. the exact same thing with Christ. You know, it's that time with him getting to know him, understanding his character, like we just said. Mm-hmm. So you can be confident in who he is. My friend, you <laughs> have the busiest career <laughs> of anyone I've ever met in my life. It is a common uh, conversation piece that we have and I have with others in regards to how you keep it all together with your busy career. But my question specifically is around that of like, how do you stay grounded in your Christian walk and prioritize your time with the Lord when you literally could use the excuse of I don't have time, but, but yet you find the time. So tell us real world. How do you make that happen? Oh my goodness. Grace of God. I can't tell you how many people have looked at me or what I do and how I travel a lot or just spend a lot of time working. And they literally say, I don't know how you do it. 
And the only answer I can come up with is just by God's grace. Um, because sometimes I do take a little bit of a pause and obviously we're quarantined right now. So, you know, Hmm. I'm literally taking a hard pause and looking at some of the things that we do. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, how do I exist and make it? (laughs) I'm like, how am I living now? (laughs) Um, Right. (laughs) But no, I think one of the, um, one of the coaches that I know very well always talks about consistency over time. And when he was talking about that, it really struck a chord in me. And I think that's how I would describe um, just my walk. And I would say that there have been times when it has been super consistent and there are times when it hasn't. So I definitely wouldn't coin it as perfect consistency over time because that just doesn't exist in my world Um, or anyone because we're not perfect. But, you know, I would say just that heart stance of desiring to be consistent over time is what really drives it. Um, But I really know that as I started to understand who God is and that he really wants that deep, intimate relationship with me, um, it became more of literally spending time with a friend versus this religious obligation that I'm checking a box where, Mm -hmm. oh, I did my devotional today or I read the scripture today. And once I got out of that mold of trying to, again, trying to just strive for, you know, whatever look I wanted to have of, oh, I'm this pious, devoted Christian and I do all the right things. No, when I literally could just take it for what it is as I am building a relationship. I think that's when it really started to shift. Um, but as far as, as practically how, how this looks or how this works, um, I would, I would love to say that I get up at like five o'clock every morning and read my Bible, but no, that does not happen. (laughs) I literally know that at some point in my day, I'm going to carve out time, whether that's first thing in the morning or usually not necessarily in the middle of the day, but usually the right when I get home from work or once I finish up all my recruiting calls, um, you know, God has us in different seasons a lot. And right now my season is singleness. And so, you know, I don't, I don't have to, you know, cook for a family or I don't have to do certain things. So my evenings, once I'm done with all my work are really free. And so for me, I just love having that open-ended time with God where it's like, I can literally just sit with him and, and read his word or listen to a sermon or just pray or worship or just whatever with that, with that time. Um, and I think one of the things that, that has been really helpful, obviously, is this podcast, but then also, you know, pouring into my players, if I have tried to do it both ways, where I am literally just doing it from an empty tank, where I am not mm-hmm. filling up. And I know because of how God has, has just created me and whatnot, I know when I, I'm trying to do it on an empty tank and it is not as effective. And so for me, it just, it challenges me to um, pour into the word more and spend more time with him because I, I know that when I am, there's just so much more in there to just pour out into others. And when I'm not, it's not there. I mean, yes, I can do it because we can perform. Yes, I can do it from memory. And yes, I can do it from just general knowledge and the wisdom he's given. But it's just different when we're constantly pouring 
in and being able to then from that overflow pour out and and fill others so I think there's always that challenge um, in the back of my mind knowing that I am going to interact with people pretty much daily that that may need a word and and I need to be in the word and and I think those are the things that excite me and and I know my walk looks different like I said I mean I don't I don't always have like a carved out, this is my structured day where it's like, yes, at this point in time, I'm going to do this. Or, you know, sometimes we get a call in the morning and you're off to the races and you got a thousand (laughs) and one things. Um, And then I I, I get excited when I have an opportunity to travel for recruiting because um, I'll get some car time or I'll get some travel time flying unless usually I'm sitting next to the person I'm talking to them because that sometimes happens. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, I get to turn my phone off. And so that's always a good time to just lock back in and be able to um you know write or read or whatever it is so yeah a couple of great points uh that you made there talking about uh the fruit that comes from the when you are filled up when you take the time to spend with the lord and i know it's been my experience i think yours as well when i take that extra time to be with the lord my other activities seem more efficient or more mm-hmm. effective, like you said. And when I skip it because I'm like, oh, I'm in a rush, I'm in a hurry, yeah. then I feel like things are much harder. It takes more time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, this is like the thing that can make my day run much smoother if mm-hmm. I take this time. He always, to me, if I invest that time with him, he always pays it back to me in some form or fashion throughout the day. Amen. Um, But the key thing that Clarice said here um, was early in your answer was around that time with the Lord is not a religious have to. It's spending time with a friend or someone you're getting to know. Um, Because let's face it, we make time for what we want to do. We all do it. And so I, and I've been in both types of seasons. I've been in seasons where I make that time for the Lord. And I've been in seasons where I say I'm too busy, but (laughs) I don't make the time in the but I make time for other things. So I say that not in a harsh way, but just in a reality way of Clarice, that perspective of I get to go spend time with him versus, Oh, it's something on my to-do list. I have to check off because candidly, and maybe this is too bold. If I'm viewing it just as a to-do list item, I'm not getting that much out of it anyways. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. it's when that heart posture is saying, I just want to be in your presence. I just want to sit with you. I just want to hang out with my friend that we truly get filled up. And so um, awesome, awesome points. And I'm looking at the time and we have Mm -hmm. easily chit chatted. So (laughs) um, we could keep going for a long time, Uh, but I would like to kind of wrap up our time together today and you sharing some of your life verses. And guys, if you, if you haven't been around this a long time, you're like, what's a life verse? It's really just (laughs) a Bible verse that Mm -hmm. you really attach to, or has really spoken to you. And when we say life verse, it's not just like a one-time thing that, oh, this was relevant. Yeah. It's this continual thing, kind of a thread through your t- Christian walk. And Clarice, I know you have a couple mm-hmm. um, that you would like to share. Yeah, and I won't go too deep into them. But yeah, when, when I was thinking of different verses that have impacted me, I'm like, oh my goodness, there's not enough time to talk about all of the ones. So, you know, the key <laughs> ones for, for me personally, I think the first one being from Isaiah 
um, six, eight, and nine. And, and it's when Isaiah heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And then I said, here I am, send me. And I really think that's just been one of the, when I read that verse, I was like, God, that's what I want. I want you to know that if you're asking for someone to go and I want you to know that I'm here and I'm willing. And for a long time, well, for leading up to before I got into my career professionally, I, I really thought that meant just more of a, you know, just a prayer as in like, you know, I'm, I'm willing. I didn't think it always meant logistically, like you'll send me a lot of different places, but he has. And I think that's how he works is he just blows our mind when we give him, give him a yes and give him an obedient yes. And, you know, one of the scriptures that my grandma always talks to me about is then with each day, just Psalm 18, 24, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And regardless of how we wake up in the morning, whether whatever mm-hmm. circumstance we're in, whether that has not yet lifted, whether a joyous situation has not yet ended, regardless of how we wake up, every day is a new day because God has made it and he has continue to breathe his life into us. And so then that leads me to my last one where it's, I always want to fulfill the ministry that I have received from the Lord. And that was one that's in mm-hmm. Colossians four seventeen. And so I would say those are the main ones that really have kind of guided and, and have taken on that life in me where I'm like, I see them and I'm like, yes, that's what I want. Wow, Clarice, thank you so much for sharing those with us. Um, incredible. Let's, when we post this podcast, let's post those uh, scripture references on the website so everybody can make sure to that they got those and that they can reference those. For sure. And if you forget or aren't readily always accessing our website, it's www.the-equipped.com. Fantastic. And Clarice, thank you so much for your transparency and sharing today. I know we just scratched the surface um, of your testimony, um, but we do pray and hope that this is an encouragement to each and every one of you guys listening. For sure. And thanks for letting me, uh, letting me share. I, I appreciate all that you do and all that you are as far as friendship is related and encouragement. And so thanks for always challenging me to also delve further and deeper into dialogue. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Mm. Well, let me, we'll wrap up today. I want to pray over you and our Mm. listeners. Thanks, Cassie. Lord, thank you so much uh, today, not only for each and every person listening, but we want to specifically lift up Clarice, Father. Thank you for her. Thank you for the leader that she is. Father, thank you for the life that you have created in her. Father, that she came to know you as a little girl, as a five-year-old, that I just love those testimonies, that we don't have to go through all these wild years and then find you. Father, that you can speak to little children and draw them unto you. So thank you that you did that in Clarice's life. And Father, um, the light that you've placed in her, the love of people, Father, that even that competitive nature, Lord, you have plans and purposes for each one of these traits that you've placed in Clarice. And I thank you for those. And Father, I ask that you continue to stir those up, um, refine them, polish them, Father, and continue to use Clarice for your kingdom the way you have. She is willing um, and she is ready, just like the verse said. She said, send me you know, Clarice says, let's go. We, I want to be sent. And father, we pray that every desire of her heart, father, that she has, that she's spoken to you about father, that we believe that you are bringing that to pass. And Lord, we look forward with expectant hope and we will follow that peace, that peace that you give, not as the world gives father, but your peace that she does follow and we will follow. 
chasing after you. So, Father, thank you for my friend Clarice. Thank you for each and every listener. You're no respecter of person. So what you have done for Clarice, you can do for each and every person on this line, uh, specific for the calling that you have on their life. We love you, Father, and we thank you for all that you have blessed us with. And it's in your precious name we pray. Amen.